Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Starship Sofa. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome to Engine Room number 12, the Sofa Nord Awards. On the line, I have Mr. Mark Borman. Mark, are you there, Squire? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, sir. Mark, can I just say, hands down, thank you so much for helping out with this because I wouldn't have had a time I wouldn't have been able to get this together at all. So, Mark, what a star. Oh, no worries. My pleasure. It's been fun. Did you enjoy doing it or was it was it long-winded or did tell us about, you know, how you felt about actually because you suggested putting it up, didn't you, to be quite honest at the beginning. Yeah, I yeah, I am. Um... I always like awards and lists and things like that, and I thought we've had so many great stories and contributors on the show. Well, why not? Why not find out who who came at the top of everyone's lists? And I've always liked crunching numbers and putting spreadsheets together and getting graphs and things. So, a bit of a nerd in that regard. So, no, it was good fun to do. Well, it was um, it was great all put together. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was so easy for me just to kind of keep an eye on things and once you came once you came on board. You know, because in the, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, yes, that would have been a nice thing to do. Do you know? It's, I kind of, but I couldn't, for the life of us, get around to thinking, get it all correlated and get it all started out. And So, Mark, hats off, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right, well, we had how many categories, actually? Was there then, Mark? There was one, two, three, four, five. Is that right? Um, yes, yes, there were five. There was... Um one for best flash fiction, best main fiction, best poetry contributor, best fact article contributor, and the best narrator. So yeah, five. Yes, and we we kind of if anyone's been listening to the kind of the past shows, we we kind of put them all together with 
the whole lot, the whole year, 52 weeks of like oral delights, everything was kind of in there for the first round. And then the numbers got slowly built up and then more kind of separated them out, like the best top five or the best top three, for, actually for the poetry one, and came to this kind of the finalist round. And finalist round is now closed, isn't that right, Mark? Yes, I, I closed it down the other day and um, there was also a few votes made on the on the forums as well, so I added those to the tally, and yeah, now it's all ready. Was there more votes through the, the, the actual questionnaire, the poll, or was there more through the... Because I didn't even look, to be quite honest, on the, on the forums yeah. to kind of add them all up. I've looked to see what's been going on, but I'm guessing there must have been more on the micro poll, was there? Oh, yeah, there was only, there was only a couple um, in the final round on the forums, and the rest are on the, on the online poll. In fact, we had... Total of 269 people voting on the online poll. So, just gives you some idea of of the numbers there. Cool. Well, <clears throat> I think we should start, Mark. Do you think? So, yes, yes, definitely. Well, the first one we're going to do is best flash fiction, and in that best flash fiction, there was a young lad called Tony C. Smith. I've never heard of that fella before. I don't know where how he. I think he actually paid someone to get in there. He had a story in there called The Switch. You had, in the olden days, Spider Robinson. You had What's Expect of Us by Ted Chang. Reality 2.0 by Ian Creasy. And Godzilla's 12-step program, Joe R. Lansdale. They're all fantastic stories, of course, aren't they? I've enjoyed every single one of those. Was there any that actually stood out for you, Mark? I mean, this is just, you know, we've got the actual result. But was there any that kind of stuck out for you or did you think some that you maybe voted for didn't get in to the finalist round? Um, I really liked uh, What's Expected of Us by Ted Chiang because I mean, it dealt with the whole free will versus determinism issue, which is something I've always been interested in myself. And to see that put into a story uh, was, was just a real treat. So that's, that's what stood out for me, certainly. And of course, Godzilla's 12-step program, that was a lot of fun. Do you know what I'm thinking? I can't even think what I voted for. I'm sure it must have been Godzilla's 12-step program. Do you mean? I liked it. You didn't vote, did, didn't vote for yourself? No. <laughs> no, I didn't, to be quite honest. I forgot all about it. I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, to be quite honest. And I'm actually quite... I don't know if it was just people thinking, you know, God bless him, he's running the sofa, put him in for like, the yeah. sympathy vote. <laughs> but the, the Godzilla one... And I loved um, Larry's narration of that. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was, it just got Godzilla, how I kind of put it over. Do you know what I mean? Or how I kind of imagined it in my mind. Larry got that over with. So, Oh, definitely. He's got a great, a great voice for those stories, yeah. Well, I think we should name Best Flash Fiction. The winner goes to Spider Robinson in the olden days. Do you think that was a deserved winner then, Mark? I, th- I think I, I thought that was a terrific story. Um, yeah, very good story. It has, to be quite honest, though, it has. I think it's always been in the lead, if I'm remembering right, out of that kind of category. Do you know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a very clear winner there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a bonus as well that he's kind of narrated it. Do you know what I mean? And you know, but I think that story, for me, when I, if I can remember rightly about it, it just caught me off guard at the end. You know, like such a bittersweet little story. I think it's the kind of story that it was, you know, written to be told in such a way. I think, isn't it? Because it's an it's an old guy telling his kids, and, and I think that that story just captured that whole, you know, when I was a boy kind of thing, which um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's great, yeah. And it, but actually, it's funny, mind you, when we kind of put it all up, you know, you kind of set it all out as, and I remember that story, but then it's weird how stories get picked to be like the best, and I just forgot forgetting all about that one, do you know what I mean? So, and yet, it's streaked ahead, you know, even past, you know, Ted Chang and Godzilla's 12 point, you know, it led the way. I mean, that pitiful, that Tony C. Smith guy, I don't know where he called. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, best. Flash Fiction Award goes to, in the olden days, Spider Robinson. Fantastic. So should we get on to best main fiction now? I think we should, sir. Okay. We have uh, we had London Bone by Michael Moorcock. We had The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate by Ted Chiang. Uh, the Sledgemaker's Daughter by Alistair Reynolds. Tideline by Elizabeth Bear. And Little Girl Down the Way by Larry Santoro. And the winner was The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate by Ted Chiang. There we go. There you go. Never mind Hugo's and all you know, everything like that. He won an award oh, well, on the Starship Sofa. <laughs> well, just think, he's, he's, got, he's got the Hugo for that story, he's got the Nebula, and now he's going to be able to put his Sofanaut Award right up next to those other two. Actually, he'll have to make room. Do you know what I mean? We want to be, I want to be on the middle of his mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Out of all of them... Well, actually, they the all mean quite a lot to us, to be quite honest. I remember, you know, like M- Michael Moorcock's London Bone, that was the first story that kicked off Oral Delights, and it was narrated by Martin, and it just, I was so impressed with that. Little Girl Down the Way was the one that kind of, I'm so happy, you know, and especially it got into kind of the final round. I'm so happy for Larry. And he actually says it's been, you know, it might, there's a chance it might get nominated for, a, I think it's a, a Bram Stoker award or, or some kind of oh, horror award. Right. It, he says it might, he says he <laughs> never know. But the, all of them were cracking stories, I must admit. You know, Tideline it won the bloody Hugo award as well, didn't it? The short story. That's true. I think so. And um, Ted Chiang's story and the Sledge Maker's Daughter, they were both in the the BSFA awards that year, weren't they? Those yes. part of those stories yeah. you ran for yes. those awards, so yeah. And I mean, I, great. I must admit that again, same as the the uh, the flash fiction, Ted Chang has just led from day one. Do you know what I mean? I think probably the first vote that was ever casted by whoever it was was to go on to Ted Chang's story. You know, that one's just always been a leader. Well, it deals with the you know favorite theme of time travel, and I think a lot of people like getting caught up in all the twists and turns of such a story. So, definitely, I think my favorite on the list there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we will get to then best. I'm actually I pause a little bit there. All I'm doing is moving me little mouse there, <laughs> scrolling down there. Oh, yeah. Best poetry contributor. Now there was only actually three in this because there wasn't that many poetry contributors in there at the beginning. Because it was it was going to end up being you have them in the first round and then you have the whole lot of them in the second round. So that's right because I think there was only five of them anyway. So yes. we trimmed up the nomination lists for that one. And it trimmed down to Bruce Boston, Samantha Henderson, and Laurel Winter. And the winner is Laurel Winter. Well done, congratulations. Now I don't, I can't really work out why people how people kind of vote on this, was it to do with maybe Laura Winter had more poems in or was it just her was a more cookie, you know, quirky or I don't you know what I mean. It's, it's one of them things you either, poetry, you either like 
a style or you don't like a style. So I think it was one of these open and mixed ones, and I can't really see how, you know, if there was a favourite, how it was, why it was a favourite. Yeah, well, I, I enjoy the poetry, of course, but um, don't not so much remember the names and the titles. So, so for me, picking a picking someone out of that list was quite difficult. But I guess she stood out in a lot of people's minds. So there you go. You know, it's funny with the poetry as well. It's one of them things where when I first started it, it was like a lot of people were like, oh, poetry, crikey. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> the more it gets in, you know, and kind of like I say, they're only like dinky little things mostly. It's quite nice just to kind of just totally absorb it. You know, then you're out of there in a kind of two minutes. You know, it's like a kind of compact two-minute story and you're away. And they're, they're actually, you, you get, I get quite a number of emails, you know, about, you know, keep it up, the poetry. And I always thought... Maybe a couple of times and then people will be sick of it, but there you go. That's a stayer, yeah. Right, next one then, Mark, sir. Right, yeah. Uh, we have Best Fact Article Contributor. Uh, our first nominee was Jim Campanella, who does the science news, I believe. Uh, we also had Corey Doctorow, um, Matthew Sanborn-Smith with his fiction crawler, and fourth on the list was Amy H. Sturgis, and the winner here is, and just open the envelope, Amy H. Sturgis. Amy, there you go. Well done. Little round of applause. One of our home camp winners there. <laughs> Actually, the, I was dying to see what would come of this, you know, this one. This is kind of one of the main ones, I guess, this and the best narrator for the Starship so far. You know, it's like the, the home kind of camp, you know, and Jim was in there. Like I say, Matt was in there. I know Corey Doctorow was in there as well. And I'm guessing it's because yeah. of his articles, although you only kind of actually narrated one five-minute one. Do you know, but that, again, was a, a close-run little competition there. Yes, it was. Yes, definitely. But, I mean, a- Amy's uh, articles that she does, it's just so incredible how she's introduced. I think she's introduced so many people to a wealth of of stuff just to get out there and read. Oh, I know. Do you know what I mean? And like, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Actually, you know, you can't really knock any of them. You know, like Jim as well. Jim's Hi. drops in every, and it's. You mentioned he did one actually on brain, and you know, like kind of, you know, my troubles with with anxiety and stuff like that, all kind of knocking out memories and stuff. I found that one fascinating. Do you know what I mean? And but there's only one winner. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so Amy H. Sturgis, well done, my young lady. Yes, congratulations. So the last, the last one, which is best best narrator, and in best narrator again, Jim Campanella was in there. Martin MCL, Martin was in there again. Spider Robinson was in there. Lawrence Santuro, he was in there, and again Amy H Sturgis. And the winner is. Let me just rough. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get an envelope. Nintendo oh, <laughs> made the final Sofa Note Award. The winner is Spider Robinson, best narrator. Well done, Spider. Well done. Now, I'm sure the last time I looked at that, it wasn't in the lead. Then, no, it wasn't. I think it was quite different, yeah. Yeah, and things have just totally changed, and spider Robinson, the winner. Well-deserved, mind you, to be quite honest. I think spider Robinson is what... I can't think anyone could knock him for, you know what I mean, for the, the kind of the quality he's putting out with his narrations. They're just like, he's got them voices. Although it's a, it's a strange voice, you know, it's like a kind of gruff, husky... <gasps> It's just yeah. so absorbing when you're, you've got your little iPod on and you're just lost with his words. No, I certainly found him very, very uh, nice to listen to. He, his voice actually reminds me of... Um, I had used to have these story tapes when I was a kid and I used to listen to them uh, quite often just before going to sleep and his voice just reminded me of some of the voices on there. Very... Oh, just a comforting voice, I thought, to read those stories, yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, that is like a kind of, it's a hotly contested category, that. And even, do you know, you got them kind of five there, but there was like narrators out there that even couldn't even make that, you know, who are our class as geniuses. You know, Diane didn't even get in there. I thought Diane's yeah. work was stunning, do you know? But oh, absolutely. It was, and, you know, there, there was quite a lot of votes went in that one. So you could tell that was one of the main ones. You know, it, it kind of held people's attention. But like I say, Spider Robinson come through. You know, when you, you kind of think back in the history, you know, Jim Campanella, he, when he narrated The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate, that one's went all around the world, you know, now. And it's Jim, what a cracking narration that was. And that, that story is quite hard to get in print, isn't it? Is that? I don't. I think it was in, it was in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. I think it came out in that. I don't know where about okay. It is there now, but I was lucky enough to get it, you know, through the British Science Fiction Awards, and actually they're coming again. And I've dropped, I've had a chat with Ian Waite, who kind of who's the kind of one of these man, the manager who who runs it, and he's seen his committee. He's seen the committee <laughs> to see if I can do it <laughs> to do it again because I know there's a, I think I'm sure there's a Ted Chang one in there again for best short story. Something to look forward to then. I mean, even, you know, like Larry Santuro in there as well. At, what a, you know, kind of, he's like a new discovery of, you know, the Starship so far. And that was an amazing to get some of Larry's work, you know, so. Well, I mean, when I was deciding on my favourite for the main fiction, I found it really hard to sort of separate the story from the narration. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Um, you know, is this story, you know, enjoyable? Because of the narration is enjoy- you know would I have the same experience reading it on print i mean that that um London Bone by Michael Moorcock, I think of that story, and I think of the first thing I think of is martin's narration and I mean any of these stories I think of them, and I think of I think of that voice that I heard reading it for the first time, so mm-hmm. and it's funny mind you, actually yeah. I was um 
And I don't know if I was talking to Moorcock. It must, it must have been on email. Yeah, it was email because it was before or it was after. And he says when he wrote it, his mind, the guy's voice was a lot softer than what Martin, Martin's like, say, like a harder London accent, you know, like Cockney accent. Moorcock envisages this. He says it's still a great narration, but he says envisages like a softer kind of voice. No, I think Will Martin's um, narration certainly certainly worked for that story. Which one then? Is there any of them categories there? Best narrator, best poetry, best main fiction. Was there any there, Mark, that kind of caught you off guard, surprised you with anything? or um, In terms of, of the winner and things like that? Yes. or in, and, and, and even in terms of you, you thought another thing, something should have been in and, you know, it just didn't get, you know, like a bit like, Best narrator, you know, I honestly thought Diane would have been up there hitting on very close to being the winner. Oh, I, I, yeah, that, that was I probably my biggest surprise was is Diana there, yeah. That's I, I, I very close to being the winner, you know what I mean? Very close, the winner, Diane, <laughs> scraped in there. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that one caught me, you know, totally off guard. And it was weird, you know, because... You know, Diane's a friend, and you, you've got to have your rules, so you couldn't just kind of sneak, Mark, sneak Diane in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> just like, you know, yeah, I couldn't. Hey, well, look, I did it for you, Tony, for your story, <laughs> so, you know. We that cost we us £10. Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any other, th- anything else that caught you off guard or made you pleasantly smile or anything like that, Mark? Or? Um... No, not really. I don't think so. No, um, not that I can think of at the moment. Um, you know, again, I, I really, I really thought that uh, what's expected of us would have been more popular. Just, um, you know, but I think that's just me. That's just the because I think it deals with this big idea in in such a short, quick story. So. And it was yeah. actually it was actually that one that story by Ted you know that what's expected that got me mentioned on Boing Boing as well do you remember oh yeah and, yeah and that got loads of like hits on the show and downloads and everything like that but you know I I think it's in a way the in the olden days Spider Robinson that had in if you could probably see any kind of help it had Spider's voice to help it along maybe do you know what I mean each. Other the stories, you know, was written by a, a different writer, and but I think with best flash fiction, I'm sure you know, great story. I'm not knocking the story, but it mm. just coupled with Spider reading it, just you know, it stood out. Well, like you said, with the Michael Moorcock story, with Martin's narration, wasn't it was terrific, but not quite what Moorcock had in mind. Whereas Spider Robinson, he wrote the story, he you know, it was his vision in the way that he read it too, I guess. I tell you what, um, and we actually haven't done it. You know, we should have had like a, an overall sofa, sofa, sofa winner. Do you know, what I mean? you know, like kind of the best, the best of the best of the best. Yes, yes. <laughs> Out of all them, you know, when do you stop? So, I guess we're going to do this again, then, Mark, next year. I'm hoping you're. Going oh, to absolutely! Do it again. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Yeah, I think it's it's honestly it, it has. It's been like say I couldn't have done this, Mark. To be quite honest. Um, Without your help, you know, there's just too much work there in, in, in putting all this together and, and even sending out the spam emails. Round of applause, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> you are an official spam emailer. Well done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll just, or oh, do you want to give a, a roundup, Mark, of like the final, the, the overall winners again? Yeah, I can do that for you, sure. Um, we had, I'll just shuffle my papers here. We had um, best, sorry, I've got them all out of order. Okay, here we go. Just to recap on the Sofanor winners, we had The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate by Ted Chiang for our best main fiction. For our best flash fiction, In the Olden Days by Spider Robinson. Best poetry contributor was Laura Winter. Best fact article contributor was Amy H. Sturgis. And best narrator was Spider Robinson. There you go. What a fine list. Yes, and we'll be getting a certificate off sent off to all the, the winners there. Skeet is busily penning out the, the sofa certificate, and that will be sent off. And hopefully, I'll get them posted out. And I, I would love it if, you know, you could just have, like, say, the likes of Spider Robbins and every, all of them just holding it up. Do you know what I mean? And get a photograph, and then I can get it on the site. That would just make my That'd day. That'd be excellent. That. Yes. That'd be great to, yeah. So, uh, do you think we're going to do this again then, Mark? Definitely for next year? Oh, definitely, yes, without a doubt. Marvellous. Well, I think it's been a rounding success. Uh, Congratulations to all the winners. Yes, well done. And thanks to everyone who voted too. It's really, really made it a big event. Yeah, well, I'm glad we did it through kind of this micro poll because I'm sure if we, like you say, we've just done it on the forums, you know, we've got like a regular little hub there. It might not get as many if we hadn't have spammed, you know, or sent, not spam, that's a, a cruel, nasty word. If we hadn't have sent out the emails, you know, and like I say, this micro poll, it was so, so easy just to like yes. click, 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 you voted and it's done, you know, and it just helps everybody, to be quite honest. So how, I mean, how valuable has this poll been to you in terms of the kinds of stories you're going to put on the show, is it going to influence you in any way or you just keep on it's, keep on doing what you're doing? I think I'm just going to keep on doing what it, because I've already got a whole whack of stories, you know, narrated. And then if I was to go and think, well, you know, they're, they're kind of like the kind of nice sentimental flash fiction, you know, choose something like that. It's nice just to see, you know, the movers and shakers, you know, more... And it's more, I think it's more for me. It's just a lot of people's being involved in it. Do you know, even just down to the voting. Do you know, it's it's nice just to kind of, we're still talking about Starships over in the, in the past year, you know. There's been some great stuff out there and it's just like a little bit of a recognition. It was nice to do it. It was nice for you, Mark, to kind of stand up sir, and, and get it sorted. Oh, no problem. I mean, I know with your little girl down the way, you were a bit unsure of putting that one on at <laughs> first, weren't you? <laughs> unsure? <laughs> No, I mean no. Oh, I know. no I, I, yeah, because of the, the the type of story you was that is that am I right there? You were a bit a bit apprehensive about putting oh, it on the shows. Totally. I mean, like I say, I'd, um, I'm sure I've mentioned this as well. But I, when I first you know got in touch with Larry and I, I, I kind of was introduced, I think it was through Gene Gene Wolf, bloody legend. Give us Larry's email. I mentioned Larry. And, you know, Larry sent that story over and I read it and it was just like, what the hell? <laughs> Can't do anything with that. And I emailed him back and I says, Larry, Larry, great story. And it was, you know what I mean? It was like, when you first read, oh God. And then, but like I say, I emailed him and says, can I cut some swear words out? Can I cut some little, and he just straight away. And that's like total respect for the guy. He said, Tony, I'm not that bothered. I write all day long. It's writing. 
you either take it or you, you know don't play it. I'm not I'm not bothered if you don't play it. And you know, and I was like humming and hawing, and then I send it to Amy, you know, and I think Amy said, get it on the forums, let people read it there. And then it was only through Larry email us again and says, actually, do you know about this story? You know, and then he told us it was bloody real. Do you know what I mean? And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. But oh, I was chuffed to bits when it, you know, because when I did put it up and, you know, I, like I say, I had to give me little warnings and that. And even Larry in his interviews, you know, on his in- introduction, it was mentioned how horrific it is, do you know. And, and it was lovely minded to see that. Did you ever read the, the forum comments on it, Mark, when it was coming, when, you know, when I kind of put it up and then the forum comments, you know, there was some... Yeah, I, I probably did. I don't recall. Oh, <laughs> you know, there was a few people just couldn't get to the end of it. Do you know what I mean? It was like a, a hideous little kind of... Or, or not a hideous little trip, just like a, a nasty little trip in reading to get to the end of it for some people. But I'm... Oh, well, I, I, I must admit, I, I didn't listen to all of it because I just found it a bit too... A bit too tough going. So, yeah. <laughs> Slightly, yes. Well, unfortunately, Larry didn't win, but hey, Larry, next time, sir, you never know. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Again, hats off to you for helping out with this, and hopefully we'll do this next year. Yeah, no worries. That'll be fantastic. Listen, Mark, you look after yourself, and I will catch you when I catch you. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, Tony. Thank you. survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honor and artistic judgment? Tune in next week for the next exciting installment of Starship Sofa, a vacuation procedure initiated. Shuttle set for launch. Airlock will be opened in three, two, one. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.